What's good, guys? It's your host, Adrian Evans. Welcome to the Black Wealth Media Podcast, where we dive into the stories of black entrepreneurs and we talk about how we can create wealth and build legacy within the black community. Let's get into this episode. Today's episode is sponsored by SC Cosmetics. SE Cosmetics is a brand that was created by Samari Evans, a certified chemist. The brand consists of natural makeup products such as lip balms, eyeshadows, lipsticks, lip scrubs, and many other natural products. Shop at secosmetics.com or come visit in-store at 3710 Renoda Road, Winston-Salem, NC 27106. Yo, Jay, what's going on, bro? What's going on, my guy? How you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you? Man, I'm doing excellent, excellent, excellent. Great, great, great. All right, man. You ready to get started? Sure thing. You got it. <laughs> get it. All right, guys. Welcome to another edition of the Black Wealth Media Podcast. Um, I have a special guest, guys. His name is Jay Galloway. He's a serial entrepreneur. Um, Jay, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, man, and just give the people a little bit of background on who you are. Yeah, man. Uh, my name is Jay Galloway, uh, born and raised right here in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Uh, owner of the Hemp Source, located in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Uh, we are a fully vertically integrated uh, hemp store. Um, that means we do grow and process as well as sell our hemp. Um, but we also got our hands in a couple of different other things as well. I'm a serial entrepreneur. And yeah, man, I just like making people feel good. All right, man. That's solid. Hey, so so tell me, man. Um you know, what was it like for you growing up in Winston-Salem? Man, you know, I had a pretty humble beginnings, you know, uh, I, I would have to say just pretty humble beginnings. I know I grew up with a single mom, um, was cool with my dad with a single mom and, you know, had just humble beginnings, man. <laughs> That's all I yeah. can say. Yeah, you I, know. Feel I feel that. Um, so, man, what was it that, you know, pushed you into entrepreneurship? Yeah, yeah. Entrepreneurship. I would have to say... I don't know, man. I think my first stab at entrepreneurship was uh, I was a photographer for a long time. Photography was always a thing uh, that I wanted to jump into. And I got that inspiration from my grandmother, who always had pictures around the house. She used to have boxes and boxes of pictures. And uh, at an early age, I knew that that was something that could make money um, uh, just being a photographer. So, you know, I yeah. kind of up really early on. Yeah. OK, OK. Um and, you know, before you got into entrepreneurship, like, where were you and what were you doing? And was entrepreneurship, was that always the path or, you know, did that kind of just, did, did, did you kind of like stumble into it, you know, because like you were at a job that you didn't like? Like, how did that go for you? Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Uh, nah, like, you know, entrepreneurship was actually something that was always amongst my path, to be honest with you. Like I said, um, I started my photography journey really early on, like in high school. Um, I had my first wedding when I was 15 years old, you know, and things of that nature. So and, and just doing other things. I was always I'm a natural salesman. I guess I'm a good talker. Um, so I've just kind of always been in that path. I've had jobs along the way, of course, you know, and I've definitely had more sales and more, more customer service based jobs. I think that really helped attribute to my entrepreneurship journey. I think that kind of helps groom you a little bit doing those type yeah. of jobs. Um, but yeah, I think it was always a part of my path, really, um, since as, a, as an early on age. Even my mom, 
Uh, my mother, I have to give some kudos to her. She actually had her own bakery. She she was really known for making cakes. And uh, she ended up opening up her own bakery. So I got to see a little bit of entrepreneur spirit, even from her, you know, and going through what we were going through growing up. It was definitely inspiration is to show, see that you can just do something that you want to do, you know. Facts, facts. Um, so, you know, speaking of sales, man, like, what do you think the most, you know, and you have a sales background. What do you think the most important aspect of sales is like, what do you think it is that people kind of miss about that? You said, I'm, I'm sorry, I could barely hear you, man. My phone went out for a second. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so I was saying, like, you know, since you do have a background in sales, yeah. Um, what would you say is the most important aspect of sales? Yeah, man, listen, I think um, the, the, perp- the thing about sales is I don't feel like you always have to actually sell, like try to sell. Yeah. It's more so you're just trying to highlight a problem or address an issue that someone's having. You know, homing in, especially if you're like you're the owner, homing in on what exactly what problems you're trying to solve. You know, everybody's not going to be your customer and that's OK. So you just got to figure out what problems I'm going to solve and just attack those, attack those problems. And, you know, you just talk those problems out. I know that's the thing for me is, you know, just address that problem. I think my first one of a big sales job I had years back, I used to sell cell phones and I think that was like just doing that. And and I used to actually be one of the guys in the mall selling cell phones. So like nobody's going to the mall to buy a cell phone. So <laughs> you know, right. at the end of the day, you, you have to do what you have to do to reel that person in. So being able to stop someone, being able to just, you know, maybe give them a compliment, doing something that's going to grab their attention, but then immediately attack a problem they may be having, whether it's a bill or something like that. So an entrepreneur, you know, at being an entrepreneur, you're just simply following the problems and the sale won't be that hard. I think once people, you know, can get that, I think everybody can sell. There are, of course, are people that can sell better than others because it's natural. But yeah, just address the problem. Yeah, that's very true, man. Um, that, that reminds me, you know, I think the week before last week, you know, my wife and I, we were at an event and she was a vendor in the mall. Yeah. And they actually had us at a spot where like we were in front of belt but they had us at a spot where we really couldn't be seen so you know we're sitting behind the table and people are coming by and people are stopping and at first it really it wasn't like that you know it was kind of slow and then as the day went by it was on a saturday as the day went by it started to pick up and so in the beginning we weren't getting that many customers so man i was like okay this is what i'm gonna do like i took some of her cars and i stood up in front of the table and every person that walked by was like you know, anytime if they look for like three seconds, like here's a car, there you go. Right. And most of the time, those people came over to the table and started asking questions and, you know, bam, you know what I'm saying? And so then that's when the sales started coming. So, yeah. um, yeah, man, it's definitely like, you know, you, you, you can just, you can see people like you can see if they're really interested. Sometimes people are scared to even approach. Right. And if you just kind of give them that welcome, they'll come right over. So. Right, right. I know what you mean by that. That's what's up. Um, And so, man, like, you know, what is it like for you to, you know, be a full-time entrepreneur and a husband and a father? Um, You know, how how do you balance all that out, man? Oh, man, what does that word even mean, right? Like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? You stay busy all the time. But, you know, the way I look at it is you just kind of just break the day down. You know, uh, I think a lot of planning. I think that's something that you really had to, I, I know I had to introduce a lot better in my life. You know, sometimes even as a leader, you're thinking you can handle it all in your head, but 
really writing it down, really trying to actually structure and plan your day or plan your week or month out. Uh, and that goes across the board, whether it's with the business or even making sure that you're squeezing in time with your family. Um, I think quality time is most important uh, since I do have children, you know, it's really about the quality of time versus yeah. how long, you know, I can be sitting in a room with my children for like an hour and not doing anything. That's not as much quality versus me actually, you know, going outside, actually playing with them, doing whatever, you know? So it's just, you know, got a lot of planning though. A lot of planning. <laughs> yeah. Speak, speaking of planning, man, like, was that something you've always done or did you just have to learn to incorporate that into your daily routine? Definitely something I had to learn and continue to learn. Like, uh, once again, I think for me, I'm, I've never been a person to wait on things, you know, like I can, I can just, when I have the thought or the idea, I, I'm a time, I'm a type of take action type of person. So, yeah. well, with that being said, you know, <laughs> when you move so fast, you don't really plan ahead. You don't, you don't uh, do the best, you know, I know yeah. I found that out early on, especially me being young and starting my journey early. Um, so now definitely taking a moment, taking a step back, d despite how good a deal may sound or whatever the case may be, um, just taking the time and really settling back and like, okay, let's really structure, see how this is going to work out for us. Yeah. That's solid, man. Um, did, did the thought of like running multiple businesses, did that like ever intimidate you or, you know, did, did you kind of, did it just kind of come easy for you? You know, it never intimidated me because I, I just feel like I do feel like you always have your main thing that you do. You yeah. know, I feel like you have to be great at, at one thing or, you know, so you can be able to be an asset in those other areas. So even when we do different businesses, you know, um, the structure of the businesses can kind of be the same, but it's really about building those teams. Can't do it all by yourself. So it's about building a team. Um, oh, yeah doing that so I think it didn't intimidate me though because I, I yeah I feel like you got to kind of spread your seeds you know you you never know you know nothing lasts forever so it's better to have multiple things going you never know uh what can happen down the line definitely definitely yeah. what would you say is your most like favorite aspect of you know being a black entrepreneur oh man I think you know being a specifically being a black entrepreneur if it's kind of interesting when you say that, you know, you don't think about it because at the end of the day, you're first just thinking, let me just be the best entrepreneur, period. Right. Yeah. But you definitely do take pride in that. I know with us in, in our hemp store, you know, we were the first black owned hemp store in, in our city, you know, oh wow, okay. a lot of, you know, a lot of people may not know that, but you know, and the journey that took place there, we, we we've been now a little over two years uh, now and, being very early on down here in the South, here in our city, you know, it, it can be, has its challenges alone being a cannabis store, you know, yeah. <laughs> let alone you being a black owner of a cannabis right, store. Right. Our journey was, no one would, could imagine the journey, just even finding a location, you know, is so difficult, uh, you know, within the type of business that we're in. So, you know, yeah, man, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, with the black hip, with with the hip store, man. Um, what drew you guys to that? Like, what was it about having a you know hemp facility that you know that interested you guys? Yeah, man. So we knew that 
we've always been interested in in whole well health and wellness and just a holistic lifestyle, right? Yeah. Um, and cannabis offers a lot of great benefits, but I do know that where we are currently located is illegal. Um, but once we got wind that um, industrial hemp became federally legal back in 2018, just looked at it as an opportunity to get our foot in the door. You know, be our early, yeah. our early, you know, getting our foot in the door pretty early in. Another thing was, like you said, back to the original, your first question about being black and in the business, you know, that was a big thing for us as well. Making sure that we have some kind of footprint that's important for us, you know, because we already know many times businesses that are new like this can swell. And for so long, you know, people are in prison right now for having cannabis. And it's just amazing to me to see the turn of things. And, you know, I think it's important for us to get in the game, especially for something that is uh, taking a lot of lives. Most definitely, man. Most definitely. Yeah. And, um, you know, like speaking about the cannabis industry, you know, there's a lot of, I guess you could say like legal legality issues and, you know, North Carolina, of course, is not legal here. Um, but, you know, what do you see, what do you foresee in the future, man, when it comes to cannabis and when it comes to hemp, like um, as far as, it being a part of North Carolina, like what do you see in the future? What kind of things have you thought about? Yeah, here in North Carolina, I know we're. What's up, guys? I hope you're enjoying the show. If you are, I want you to take a screenshot of yourself listening and I want you to tag at underscore the Black Both Media Pod. That'll be a big help as far as getting the message out. Also, I want you to go ahead and leave a five star review and go ahead and subscribe. Let's get back to the show. We're a little slow, we're a little slower, um, believe it or not. But I just think that with all the things that's been going on in the world today, um, one of the leading businesses and industries has been the cannabis industry. Yeah. When everything had to shut down through the COVID-19, you know, the cannabis industry was doing well. Everybody was stressed out. Everybody's still hurting. Everybody's, you know, still in pain, dealing with what they're dealing with. And, and people are also, you know, with the shutdown, started thinking a little bit more health conscious as well. People were forced to stay in the homes. More people were buying more seeds to start their own home gardens, things of that nature. So I think when people kind of are shifting towards a more holistic lifestyle in that nature, it grew the business as well overall. And I think that as far as North Carolina goes, if, if we will look more into like how that can help stimulate the economy, create more opportunities, with us having so much farmland here, I mean, it's it's a no-brainer, you know, just taking all that tobacco land that has been farmed for years and turn it into hemp farming. I mean, we, we're the perfect destination. But yeah. I know we're a little slower to it, you know. Hopefully, we'll hopefully we'll come around a little bit sooner than later. Most definitely, man. Most definitely. Yeah. Um, and so with the like with the land, um, with the like you know farming, hemp farming. Are you guys already into that now or or do you just have the, the the store? Yes, yes. Our company does grow. Our company grows on a total of 30 acres of land. So, yes, we are part of the growing operation, but I know that where my expertise comes into play is more so running the store location and our online sales. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. Um, And so with running the store, you know, like, what would you say has been the most difficult aspect and the easiest aspect of it? Mm, I would say difficult is 
Uh, I think of any location, but I think of a cannabis store down here in the South, being black, all that good stuff. Mm, most <laughs> definitely, most it's definitely. really about breaking the stigma. I think a lot of times when people heard us, heard of uh, hemp stores or, or any cannabis store for that nature opening up, most people immediately think of like a, a hippie type of store, things like yeah. that. You know, you're thinking or, or, or most people would relate it to a smoke shop. They just immediately think that. Um, but our our dynamic is a little bit different. When you come in our store, it's definitely a lot more, you know, a little bit cleaner, definitely a little more smoother. And we really want to get to know, like, some issues that you may be dealing with to really address the problem. We're not here to talk about what's going to make you feel the most high or something like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. addressing your issue, you know, and, and really taking that approach. But I think the toughest thing was definitely the education piece, you know, breaking the stigma, breaking the mold. And I think we did a good job doing that, though, ourselves and continue to do a good job before COVID, did a, doing a lot of different events and things of that nature, trying to, you know, break the stigma. So, yeah. But and the- speaking of the, the education, man, like learning about him, what was that like for you? Did you guys, you know, did you guys like take a course or did you just guys just do like a lot of deep research? Like, how did that work for you? Definitely a lot of deep research, man. It's, you know. A lot of you gotta kind of like go through the mud through it, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, some stuff gets held back from you for whatever reason. Um, but really, we kind of did a lot on our own. Like I said, us already living more of a holistic lifestyle, anyways. Uh, we're really big into herbs and different things of that nature. So it was kind of already in our path to go dive deep and see what benefits are really coming out of this for people. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, man, you know, I know you're a busy guy. How do you have the time to? uh stay in shape man like you know what kind of things do you do to just keep 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 it going man how you doing well i will have to say uh man i I will have to say my kids keep me in shape oh yeah okay (laughs) yeah like son he definitely will uh he keep me on my toes for sure yeah (laughs) i'll say that but just keep staying active man just moving i mean I'm, i'm already doing a lot of moving anyways but I think just staying, you know, continue to stay active, picking up stuff, you know, doing taking the long route, whatever you do, you know, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah try, to the, try to hit the gym every now and then. My, my thing, I'm, a, I'm an early morning kind of guy. Like, I'd rather knock out most things early because I know by the time the end of my day comes, I'm pretty pretty sure I'm going to be through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What time, what time do you wake up, man? Man, I wake up, it all depends, you know, 545-ish, somewhere around there. Okay, okay, okay. But I have now, kids, so that kind of helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, uh, you know, what kind of other business ventures do you have your hands dipped in, man? Feel yeah, sure thing, man. Uh, did a couple of stabs at real estate, man. Uh, I know me and my wife, we've also started another journey. Uh, we have a business called House of Serenity Health and Wellness. It's something that my wife has created. It's more like an online health and wellness store. Um, but we have just a couple of different investments as well. I know we even have our photo booth business. Like I said, I, I definitely was a um, professional photographer and still am. I know I scaled back a lot on doing my professional photography simply because I'm just too busy doing a lot of other things. But, yeah. you know, the best way I did, stayed in that was we created a, a photo booth rental business, you know, where people wow. could do pretty much DIY, do a photo booth and, you know, has set set the whole thing up and have it at your event, whether it's a wedding or anything. My little way of trying to still stay in that game, still yeah. capture those memories, you know. That's solid, man. Um, for those man, for those who don't know, man, like 
how can someone get into, you know, having a photo booth business? Like, how, how do you get into that? Oh, man. Right now, I mean, they have different services and applications that are already kind of catered to it. So um, at, at, they kind of make it pretty easy. Um, now you just have to figure out the best system that you feel like you would need, whether it's more of like now they have 360 camera type of event things where oh, yeah. so video. So they now today you don't never have to like build anything. I remember years back, you would think you have to build everything yourself and bring this whole setup, but um, they have things that you can already like purchase as far as the applications. And then you just figure out what the best method is, whether you wanted to use like a tablet or really high definition camera. It all depends on how you want to go about it. Yeah. And I've seen I've seen the uh, the 360 camera man. I think that's pretty dope. You yeah. know, um, I think that's the one where people they stand on like a, um, yeah, what is it? like kind of like a stage, and you got a camera just going around in circles. Like I think that's pretty dope. Oh yeah, really cool. Especially especially if you catch one of those at an event, it's great for a business owner. I mean, just thinking oh, yeah. about for someone sure. having fun holding your products, things of that nature. It's, it's great. That's yeah yeah that's solid that's solid man. Um man, what kind of advice could you give to you know any like young black boys and girls about getting getting into business and become becoming an entrepreneur mm. i would say stay focused it's so easy to get distracted um be willing to sacrifice you know i know you were saying earlier about the time and stuff like that i mean you know, you can, you may even lose friends along your journey. You know, it's a, it's a lonely road because to get to your destination, <laughs> it's just a lonely road. It's only your destination, not anyone else's. So yeah. that, and I think that's one of the toughest things to remember along that journey um, is knowing that sometimes people aren't always going to come with you as much, as bad as you want them to. I would just, uh, stay focused though. Stay focused on the journey, um, you know, and, and know that, you you know the ultimate goal at the end of the day. You know the goal. Nobody else does. Nobody else can tell you. You know, you just got to stay focused. I think that laser focus is the best thing I can have. Mm. And, and, you know, with the laser focus, man, like, how do you keep yourself focused? And are there any, you know, are there certain things that you do? Like, do you make a list of the things you got to get done? And when it comes to distractions, like, how do you maneuver through those distractions, through those distractions, and get back to the focus. Well, I am married, and I do have to give a lot of credit to my lovely wife. Uh, she definitely is a great supporter. You know, um, sometimes you can go. At, at, I know I have a sh extreme engine. Sometimes you can just keep going, uh, but you definitely got to have that support team. You know, whether it's a spouse or even you know a parent or a friend. I think uh, having a good support team, some people that actually see your vision. Um, to me, to me, I think that's the most important, having that team. Um, and it doesn't have to be a big team. Whoever that number one supporter is, I think that's a that's a big thing. I have to give a lot of credit to my wife for that. Get out of hey. that part. <laughs> hey, I, I, I feel you on that, man. I, I got to – my wife stay on me too. So yeah. I know how that is, bro. It, it, I think that's definitely, like you said, that's super important, man. It's always good to have somebody right there that sees the vision. And they might even see things – they might even see something you don't see. Right. And, uh, you know, just keeping you focused and encouraging you is super important. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Right. I also want to add too. I do believe in setting goals like you, you can't go anywhere without having a target to go after. So I feel like that will help you stay focused. And I also believe in like 
some of us are, I feel like all of us are visual. So if, if you have a goal, no matter how big or small the goal is, let it be somewhere maybe you can see it every day. I think that's a good reminder. Um, if you don't like where you're at, if you're working on a job or something like that, you don't like what you're doing, you know, not everybody can just up and quit their job. So it's good to prepare and make make those steps and make those moves towards on your way out of there. The only way to do that is to actually chase after the goal, you know. And then you know you'll find this you'll find yourself hitting the goals real easy. Right, you do facts, that. facts, facts, man. Um, speaking of goals, man, like, what are some of your biggest goals? You know, for the end of the year, or for the beginning of next year. Yeah, man. Uh, I think one of my biggest goals, some of my biggest goals, are always building a team. I want to see more successful people. Uh, I want to see more people that are actually doing what they want to do. Um, and if there's any way that it can fit. Uh, along with whatever I'm doing and, and and can build, I just I just like building. I really like building. Uh, I like seeing people accomplish doing what they want to do. Uh, by the end of this year, I mean, of course, we want to see more sales. I mean, I, I can genuinely say we are so blessed and so thankful that we have not actually taken any type of real hit all through COVID-19, which is a blessing. Uh, but I do attribute that to us actually selling products that are helping people. So uh, continue to help more people. <laughs> I think that's always our thing. Making people smile, making people feel good. That's our, that's our big thing. Okay. Okay. That's solid, man. All right, man. Um, so my last question to you, man, like how can people get into contact with you, whether it be through social media or, you know, any kind of email? Yeah. Uh, everybody can follow us at the hemp source WS on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Uh, you can always reach out to us at info at thehempsourcews.com uh, for email or just visit the website at thehempsourcews.com. And listen, man, I want to also share with you, man, any of your listeners out there, we do have a 15% off coupon code specifically for the listeners of this podcast right here. If you just use the uh, the code Black Wealth, type in Black Wealth before you check out, you get 15% off. Uh, like I said, we're big on blessing people, man, and making people feel good. And I'm sure you'll find something on our website, thehemsourcews.com. All right, man. Hey, y'all heard it. Y'all better use that code, too, man. Support my people. Yeah, right, black You got it. Hey, Jay, man, I appreciate you for giving me this opportunity to interview you, man. No problem. I appreciate it, man. Pleasure's all mine. All right, man. Hey, that's it, guys. That's the end of the episode. Again, I had a serial entrepreneur. His name is Jay Galloway. Man, y'all be sure to check him out. And that's the end of the episode, guys. Peace. What's up, guys? It's me again. So tell me, what did you think about the show? I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, I would love for you to take a screenshot and tag at underscore the Black Wealth Media Pod and share this on your Instagram stories with your friends. That would be very appreciated. Also, go inside the podcast app to subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and a five-star review. This helps us get the message across all over the world so more people can listen. On top of that, I really do hope you guys enjoy the show. And I'll see you next week on the Black Wealth Media Podcast.